Okay, uh, starting in about seven weeks' time down at the Adelaide Convention Centre, that'll be on the 23rd of next month, is the uh, 2021 Advanced Ag Conference. And you're thinking, uh, what's this all about? A couple of the people who know, a gentleman, Ollie Madgett and, uh, and Penny Schultz, join us on the program. Ollie and Penny, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, Tony. Hi, okay. Good on you, Penny. Thank you for that. All righty. Let's uh, to, to those of us who are not on the land, like you two are. I mean, uh, I, I love the fact that you're actually out there working on the land. Penny, you're a, a sheep farmer down in the southeast of the state, and uh, Ollie, you've uh, you've got a vineyard down McLaren Valeway. Tell us exactly what this conference is. One of the biggest in Australia this year at the Adelaide Convention Centre in about seven weeks' time, twenty third of July. That's the uh, the twenty twenty one Advance Ag Conference. Ollie, what's it all about in in, in layman's language? So, yeah, um, thank you. Basically, it's designed to be a really practical event for primary producers. So you come to Advanced Ag to kind of see and learn about the benefits of technology from other farmers that are actually using it. And you're kind of getting immersed in technology for farming at a point that that technology is really ready for adoption. So it's kind of had the corners knocked, knocked off it and it's ready to be used on farm. Okay, what's some of the technology you're talking about, Ollie? Oh, so you'll see um, it will be an absolute range from the kinds of stuff that we use as grape growers, which we kind of soil moisture sensors and um, irrigation technology that allows us to control our turn on and off our irrigation valves to other software that uses kind of advanced um, artificial intelligence to help us to direct when we do things like irrigation. We'll also start to see some autonomous tractors there as well. Um, there'll be various players there that provide other layers of data into agriculture. So whether that be market data and analytics um, through to um, spatial data that's showing you the health of your, your crops. And um, yeah, also doing things like computer vision. So again, in great growing, we have uh, cameras that are going to start to be mounted on our tractors that can actually look at the vines as the tractor goes up and down the vine rows and can start yeah. to do kind of really useful things for us as growers. Okay. If you've got a question about the technology, it seems very, very highfalutin stuff, but good stuff. By all means, give us a ring. Our number is 8223-0000. Penny, as a, as a beef and sheep farmer, what are, what are the, some of the changes that you've seen uh, for primary producers, say, in your particular sector over the last, say, the last four or five years? Yeah, I think that the biggest ones that I can think of is the move away from pen and paper, um, both on farm and in the farm office. Um, farmers still rely on pen and paper for a number of things and a bit of a backup option, but um, there's lots of tech and tools now that make recording important information much easier and sometimes even completely automated. Um, but I think um, there's lots of work that farmers do these days um, for them to be compliant so and and be able to prove it um, much more than what there was a decade ago. So, um, you know, our, our produce in South Australia is known to be clean and green and safe, but um, consumers want proof of that. So um, farmers, I mean, they, they love what they're doing and that's why they mm. become farmers. Not They don't do it to, because they love paperwork. So there's some really great tech out there that um, helps us to fulfil our requirements. But there's also lots of, remote monitoring on farms so we know if there's water in our troughs and tanks and um, the game changer that means is that there's eyes in the sky 
um, that might be able to do a better job than my eyes in the paddock. So we call right. it remote monitoring, but um, yeah, using satellites and other technology, um, we can know how much pass is available for our stock or where we should be planting things or not planting things. So there are some pretty cool things out there that are quite game-changing. Rona, what about somebody attending this uh, this conference in about six or seven weeks? That'll be on when the 23rd of July it starts here at the Adelaide Convention Centre. Uh, Penny, do you necessarily have to be a farmer, a producer, somebody working on the land, or is there a, a, are there benefits from, say, just somebody in the general public attending and having a look at, the, at what's, uh, what's going on? Look, I mean, anyway, this is very much focused um, for farmers, and about how they can adopt new technology. But I think it would be of interest to a number of people um, and people that are working maybe in the technology space, but maybe not in agriculture. Um, we're always looking for new skills and um, new insights to solve problems on our farms that haven't yet been solved. So, yeah, I, I suppose if you're really into technology and solving problems for sectors in the community, um, yeah, it might be of interest to you. Right, Ollie, you're on the state government's uh, Ag Tech Advisory Group. Uh, what are some of the aims of this particular group? Well, um, initially when the group, group came together about nearly 18 months ago now, like the first kind of target for the, for the group was to work very collaboratively with the farming community to create um, a strategic plan for Ag Tech in South Australia. And we decided that there should be a real focus around actual practical adoption of technology. And when the group, when we reached out to the farming community, there were kind of a load of challenges that quite strongly came through. So a lot of farmers would feedback, and probably your listeners have experienced this, is about like where the technology is actually you know, genuinely providing the value that farmers want. So that was one of the challenges that came through. We also um, came across kind of barriers in terms of um, people in agriculture knowing what technology is actually out there um, and also what other real farmers think about that technology that might have been kind of early adopters. Um, and then thirdly, we also saw, saw the challenges around practically using technology, you know, kind of like is the actual interface that you're using kind of intuitive to you? Um, does it fit, you know, people maybe with fat fingers or in very, you know, out there in a screen in the middle of the paddock where there's really, really like high amounts of light reflecting off the screen. Um, and also, you know, does it work when there's no internet connection? And, you know, when you do have any issues or got questions, what were the levels of support? So we kind of worked sort of to get all these insights in and then have created the, the strategy for, for ad tech in the state. And now we're very much into the execution phase so this is the hard work now to really scale up adoption and this advanced ag I think is one of those pieces of that of that jigsaw puzzle. Ollie you've got a vineyard down there at lovely McLaren Vale you know, growing as you do uh, some lovely wines down there have um, uh, since uh, adopting the uh, the ag tech um, uh, startup platforms ha- have you seen an increase in the um, in the quality of your vines or the amount of vines that you're producing and the, uh, the quality of the wines? Yeah, well, I think the things, a lot of the work that we've done on our vineyard where we've used technology has been to basically try and even up our blocks. So we have some areas that are really, really heavy clay. 
and those vines really, really grow. And when we first came onto the vineyard, we had um, um, some satellite imagery that could show us the variability of our vines um, in the raisin in, in February. So it could show us how much canopy there was down each vine row. And that helped us to identify where, where basically over winter, we needed to apply it. We focus all our, our, our inputs. So kind of the areas that needed compost and mulch and um, needed work. So yeah, we've, we've worked to really basically improve the evenness of our, of our vines. And yeah, we've, we've had some of the best years um, quality-wise over the past few years. Obviously, we have also had some quite extremes of weather which we have to deal with, which, you know, technology can't always do something about, but we can, we can use technology to help us to be as resilient as we can in the face of them. But, yeah, I, I'd say the big difference I've seen, we only became growers six years ago, and in our first year I was, like, up in the middle of the night manually turning on um, irrigation valves uh, yeah. and making sure that, you know, physically having to go out and check that the water system was, was actually running, and and that's been a big change, digitising that system so that I can now turn it on and off on my phone, and my phone also can alert me when things don't look right, has been an absolute game changer for me. Penny, before we go to a break, what are some of the barriers that um, that farmers and producers have in in taking up the uh, the agricultural technologies that are available? Uh, ones of confusion, or they think it's too expensive, or they won't be able to work it. I mean, what are what are some of the encumbrances? What are some of the barriers you're coming up against? Yeah, I guess it's a bad rap for not being very good at um, being tech savvy. Um, but that's yeah. not what I see out there. I think farmers are quite tech savvy and through history have adapted and evolved with the times. And that's why they're still such a big, important sector now. But um, I, I think they're very discerning customers and in particular older farmers. They've seen it all before. So uh, the people that are developing technology have to be really good at nailing their value proposition to farmers. And with everything in the world of business, we need to know what the return on investment is because we're running running um, you know, complex businesses. Um, And I think that's been a challenge in the past. But we're also battling with connectivity, um, you know, in both internet and phone coverage in the region. Um, It is getting better, mind you, but um, we still envy many people in the metro areas who are able to binge watch their favourite streaming shows um, when we possibly can't do that because, um, you know, the kids can't do their homework for the next two weeks if we do that. So, you know, there's some challenges and some barriers that um, can be fixed and and on that are... we have to change the technology to, to suit it. We're talking with um, with Penny Schultz. Um, Penny is a uh, well down in the southeast, a beef and sheep farmer down in the southeast of our state. And uh, Ollie Madgett is a, a wine grower down in the lovely McLaren Vale wine region of ours. We're back in a moment or so, and we're talking about the fact that the the 2021 Advanced Conference will take place down here at the Adelaide Convention Centre, starting on the 23rd of July. One of the biggest events of its kind in Australia this year. If you've got a question, by all means, give us a ring on eight double two three. Double O Double O, just on 13 minutes to two now. Each week on Rowie's Sports Show, Rowie invites some of his pals from the world of sport onto the show for a chat. Thanks to pals, Parafield Airport Liquor, home of the hardest to find wines, beers and spirits. Life's better with your pals. 
It's incredible. Over 75% of tickets in the Hospital Research Foundation Home Lottery have already been sold. Don't miss your chance to live the dream in this fully furnished Scott Salisbury home on the Esplanade at South Brighton that comes with $1 million cash. There are over 15,000 incredible prizes to win, including luxury vehicles, local getaways and so much more. Get your tickets today at homelottery.com.au and join the fight for cures, better treatments and improved care. Licence M13989. Ever wondered what would happen if you were suddenly unable to care for yourself? Morris Blackburn's Essential Estate Planning Pack offers an easy and great value way to get the protection you and your family need while you're alive and after you've passed. My Life Documents includes a will and other vital legal and medical documents, plus two consultations with an expert lawyer, all for a fixed price. Visit morrisblackburn.com.au forward slash mylifedocuments today. It's end of financial year already and we're celebrating at You Install It Kitchens by giving you a massive 20% off everything. You Install It Kitchens offer quality South Australian made do-it-yourself kitchens at a price that fits your budget, especially this month. Take advantage of our 20% off sale. It's for a limited time only so head into one of our showrooms today Modbury, Churchill, Glandor, Norwood and Lonsdale or visit our design hub and 3D kitchen planner online. You Install It Kitchens, the complete DIY kitchen solution. Conditions apply. Visit the award-winning team at Dave Potter for the best end-of-financial-year deals on demonstrator and used cars. Right now, jump into executive-driven vehicles with peace of mind with a 100-point certification and a mechanical protection plan. Best of all, Dave Potter have a huge range in stock, ready to go, and all available to test drive today. So visit the award-winning team at Dave Potter today or see the entire range at davepotterhonda.com.au. We hear you. You've lived enough to know you want more. More time, more freedom, more living. Introducing Encore Apartments from ECH, a new vertical retirement village at Modbury, opposite Tea Tree Plaza. 77 two-bedroom apartments, all with private balconies, plus on-site cafe, fitness centre and community garden. Book an appointment to see the new display suite at Parkside or visit echoncore.com.au. Hi, Bronte Manual from Toop and Toop. The weather may be cooling down, but Adelaide property prices are hot. If you've been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. But it's not as simple as listing your house and watching the dollars flow in. A knowledgeable, hard-working agent can have a huge impact on the end result. The wrong one can literally cost you thousands. If you're thinking of selling and want to work with Australia's most awarded real estate agency, call Toop and Toop on 8362 8888 or go to toop.com.au. Hi there, I'm Matt, a Specsavers optometrist. Did you know that every Specsavers is locally owned and operated by an optometrist just like me? We believe eye tests should reveal more, not cost more, which is why we include an OCT advanced 3D eye scan with every eye test at no extra charge. Does your optometrist? Experience the Specsavers difference and book your eye test today. We're here to look after your eye health and keep you safe in store. Visit specsavers.com.au Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. On this uh, Monday afternoon, it's just a little after 10 to 2. G'day, everybody. Weather, of course, is being talked about. Temperature will get down to 6, 7, 8 degrees overnight. Uh, tomorrow, the absolutely guaranteed rain, even a chance of a thunderstorm, is late tomorrow morning, early tomorrow afternoon, and even possible small hail. 
for the beginning of the second week of winter. Fair dinkum. We'll only get to about 13 degrees. If you thought today was a bit of a, a yuck sort of a day, tomorrow has said the possibility of a small hail and a thunderstorms late morning, early tomorrow afternoon with a, a top of about 13 degrees. Middle of the week, we'll check with the Bureau in about an hour or so's time. Uh, we're looking for a shower or two on Wednesday, about a 50% chance of rain on Wednesday. Uh, and uh, for Thursday, for the football, uh, that's uh, at this stage saying only partly cloudy. There's no mention of rain for uh, for Thursday, so that's some uh, some good news on the horizon. We're talking with uh, Ollie Madgett and uh, Penny Schultz. We're talking about the uh, the 2021 Advanced Ag Conference to take place at the Adelaide Convention Centre in about five or six weeks' time. That'll be the 23rd of July. Um, Penny, just a quick question. This is open to uh, to everybody. Somebody who's got an interest and this sort of thing, you don't necessarily, like yourself and uh, Ollie, you don't necessarily have to be farmers and working on the land. It's open slather. Anybody who's interested is able to come along? Yes, yes. It is targeting farmers and to because the, the idea is to help farmers adopt ag tech, um, but it is open to anybody to attend who's got an interest in technology in the farming sector. And as I mentioned earlier, we are always looking for new people into into the sector who bring new ideas, new skills to help solve our problems. And you've got uh, you've got a, a list of speakers. Who are some of the prominent names that will be actually talking at this conference uh, coming up on the 23rd of July? So one of our speakers is actually um, Peter Renhilton, and he's from New Zealand. And he helped to get um, a very collaborative um Agritech, what they call ecosystem up and running that involves producers and government and technology developers to all work together and find funding and, and um, I suppose have a, a really good place um, and system to help solve problems on farm and to help farmers adopt that technology. So he's going to come and um, speak to the crowd and share his insights and, and why a really good system like that is important. Um, for Australia as well to not only um, help build technology but to um, help farmers and support farmers to get the right technology that's going to make a difference in their business. Ollie, apart from running that uh, vineyard of yours down at lovely McLaren Vale, what a lovely way to earn a earn a living and to live your life. You're uh, you're involved in some other things, in co- including some ag tech startups. Uh, tell us about those. Okay, yeah. Um, so actually, the startup. Um, came off the back of becoming a grower. Uh, yeah. In grape growing, we have small, simple tractors. So they, they're not packed with the technology that you might see in kind of a broad acre tractor. So in, in our first year where we used satellite imagery to see the parts of the vineyard that needed us to kind of target the work on them, we, mm. it was really hard to turn this amazing kind of mapping imagery you have into actual practical action. We use lots of contractors on our farm. So I'd have all this amazing imagery and then I'd have to go up and physically tie tape um, all around on every vine road to tell the contractor where to start and stop work. And basically off the back of that, um, a friend and I built um, Platform, which is an app which basically acts a bit like a, you know, like you'd have a sat-nav in your car telling you to turn left or right. Platform communicates with the tractor operator whether to start or stop work or change rates. So it's making it really straightforward for basically any farmer to start working with more precision. 
So, um, yeah, that alongside grape growing is, um, and, and what I do with Penny is, is all keeping us busy. I'd imagine, uh, as an outsider who doesn't know a lot about it, that one of the immediate things would be the fact that it's is such a time saver. This new technology available. Yes, I, I think. Yeah, that is. I think that's actually um, one of the biggest drivers for the adoption of technology. It's not only um, like actually suddenly affecting your um, bottom line. It's giving you time back as a grower. So, yeah, wherever you can save time and, and, and optimise, like Penny was talking about, a lot of the compliance paperwork that we have to do, we're, we're getting audited at the moment for our sustainability certification. There is just so much paperwork now in agriculture, and the more, and they are things, it's just really painful. It's not what I want to do. So the more we can use technology to automate that, the, the better. And I think we've actually just got back from meeting a load of growers up in the Riverland. And, you know, with the COVID situation up there and the lack of labor that's massively pushing towards um automation the labor is a real pain point that they're feeling at the moment so that that whole push towards automation in harvesting has been really accelerated over the last 18 months if somebody yeah, would like to somebody's in, in, involved in, go, go on penny sorry yeah but by all means i was just gonna um i was just gonna build on what um ollie was just talking about from a livestock perspective because on our install a new system on us to weigh our sheep and the system will automatically draft them according to our specifications. Um, so, for example, um, the lambs that might be ready for sale um, will go in one direction and the ones that need to go back onto pasture and grow further will go in the other direction. And all that information is automatically recorded um, because they've got electronic ear tags. And that same system helps us to monitor the health and well-being of our animals and record any of our management changes or treatments that we give those animals. And it just saves time, makes things more efficient, and we're more likely to collect useful data and not have to write it in a little notebook that goes in your pocket and goes through the wash eventually. So, um, yeah, that automation, the saving time and making life easier are just real key key factors of a, a good piece of technology. Penny, thank you for the time this afternoon. Ollie, to you too. Much appreciated. That's the 21 or the 2021 Adv- uh, Advance Ag Conference to be held here at the Adelaide Convention Centre, starting on the 23rd of July, and has said some really innovative stuff to be uh, to be and great. Some great speakers from all over the world.